Welcome to A Ghost Stories. I'm Gabby. And I'm Kim. Uh, We are a part of A Ghost, Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle, Tacoma. And we are here to share tales of our and others, firsthand paranormal experiences that bring us back again and again to share our evidence. We're really excited to talk about our new topic today. Kim, what's our new topic today? Our new topic today is the Butterworth Building. The Butterworth Building. Butterworth Building. But we actually have a special guest. We do! And I'm really excited to welcome him on. This is Jake Rice. Hello, Jake Rice. How are you? I am fine and dandy, my lovely ladies of morbidity. (gasps) that i am not mad mad about that that's a real nice (laughs) nickname i feel like we might need to steal it for something i do i want a t-shirt that says that at least (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna go down a very dark dark hole that's true we hope i'm just gonna say we're making promises now a dark dark hole (laughs) i mean (laughs) (laughs) and off to a good start So, uh, Jake is actually one of our co-ghost uh, group members. Co-ghost? Co-ghost? Co-ghost. Co-ghost. I look for dead weird. people. He does yeah. look for dead, dead people. I mean, he looks for dead people, but also he hunts for ghosts. Those are two separate things. Yeah, that is, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> At least in my world, they are. Yeah. I would, one would hope. Well, you're also our mistress of true crime. That is true. Yes. And, you and know, the bodies matter more. They truly really do. And <laughs> I'm glad that you're bringing up bodies, Jake, because we're going to be talking a lot about bodies today. Uh, bodies <laughs> are going to be plentiful in this story. Yes. So I did some, some a Googling. A Googling. A Googling. And some it's my research. favorite encyclopedia, the Google. Here we come, a Google. The Googler. But also just, you know, we've all heard about the Butterworth building. We have, yes. Yes. Seattleites, it's hard not to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think the first time I ever heard about it was uh, when I was on a ghost tour before I lived in Seattle. Mm. I actually, when I would travel to different cities, I would love to do ghost tours Mm -hmm. because I love the history behind it. And then I also enjoy, like something spookier right you enjoy spooks i enjoy the spooks and i think (laughs) the first time i heard about butterworth was when my boyfriend terrence and i went on a driving ghost tour oh yeah and they took us and pulled over on it's on first right it's a little sketchy it's on first it's on 1921 first avenue 1921 first avenue i'm not first avenue that address threw me off a few times when I was researching, and I kept thinking that they were talking about the year. The year. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's legit. Um, but yeah. they they talk about the Butterworth. They talk about the Butterworth. All the people that know anything spooky in Seattle know about Butterworth. And I was actually super stoked to do some research on this because I only know, like, a couple of the ghost stories. I just know it's a super spooky building, but I didn't know much of other than that, mm-hmm. I know you guys both know a lot more. So I'm going to give you the facts and the deets that I looked up today. The cold hot um, facts. Yes. And then facts if, matter. Please, uh-huh. please uh, join join me in talking about this if you hear something that you're like, oh, I would like to add to this. I know more things. <laughs> if too. I might chime in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please do chime. I will chime. Uh, tap, tap, I, that's tap, that tap, actually tap, the sound I, I will make. Say. I got something to say. No. <laughs> I'll go bing. You guys bing. should have your own sound effects. <laughs> Can we? Are you giving us permission? Oh my gosh, we should do sound effects. We've been given Wait, permission. Okay, Kim, what's your sound effect? Oh, wait, I'm not just binging. 
I mean, do you want that to be your sound effect? Well, now it's on the spot. I, I haven't thought this through. It's a through. Bing. You're a Bing. I'm a Bing. You're okay. A bing. This is okay. a very important decision. It is. Okay, but Jake, what do you want? I'm going to go. <coughs> oh, my God. I'm deaf. <laughs> Okay, so oh, every right. time I was close up to this one, I might have blown some eardrums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the eardrums gone. It's just out the window. It's um, that's actually well, not I could a bad turn the gain down on this focus sound. right. So I think, Jake, what if you did a spooky sound? A spooky sound? Well, you know, maybe I'll do like that disco. Woo! Okay, I like that. I like Let's that. All right, so Kim, okay. what's your noise? Wait, am I doing that? Uh, you can if you would like to. I thought you were doing the bang. All right, I'll I, bang. I is like... that a fluvic? What? That just sounds really farty. It's audio, guys. I've been, I've been hanging around with children all week, and that noise has been made in my direction multiple times, not counting the kid that likes to growl at me. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Oh, no. There's this kid uh, who flat out, when they're angry, goes, that was how I felt all day today. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the Pacific Northwest is known for its serial killers. That's oh, true. And that's I think true. I think bred. I'm witnessing the birth of one. They're bred from mm-hmm. a young age. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Kim's a little gassy tonight. So <laughs> your sound effect. Cool. And then Jake, whatever sound effect you'd like to do. <laughs> but so whenever you have a moment where you would like to chime in. Just throw something please, at you. Join us. <laughs> this is going to be a great I podcast shall. episode, guys. This is going to be really good. <laughs> All right. So, um, Edgar Ray Butterworth. <laughs> you have to imagine he got made fun of for that. Uh, I'm sorry. It's really funny because I remember mentioning this name to someone when I was saying I was researching it and they thought I was talking about the syrup. Syrup. And bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I, and then I didn't even realize. I actually have that syrup in the kitchen. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have it at my house. Is there any relation between the two? I don't know if there is. We should do another episode on that. We should do another that. episode just on uh, that. But as, of I, as far as I know, no. Um, <laughs> Edgar Ray Butterworth. Let's talk about this, sir. He was born in the Boston suburbs mm. um, on March 3rd, 1847. Mm-hmm. He died January 1st, 1921. Fun fact, little punny, little interesting, 1921. 1921. That is true. So he actually worked as a cattleman in Kansas. So he went out west and he was collecting uh, bones of buffalo. I think it was buffalo. I could be wrong. Like for funsies? Well, he would collect the bones and then it would be turned into fertilizer. And he would sell it to people as fertilizer and that's how he would make a living off of what like of nothing essentially i didn't know you could make fertilizer from bones oh Oh, wait i I hear there it is there it is there it is i'm gonna have to change it because it makes my dogs bark um so you're hearing little sweet wallace edward who's my 75 pound pit bull who's got something to say yes but i will say we with our um plant food that we use, you know, in the back for the trees and the shrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is actually mulched up bones and marrow. Isn't that huh. interesting? Full My dogs circle. want to eat it every time I put it down. I mean, dogs like bones. That makes sense. That's true. Mm-hmm. So That's there's trivia. Huh. It, it works wonderfully. I find fish guts works better. but I That I have heard. Yeah. I was going to say, how would you know this? No, no, no. I, I heard that. <laughs> no, I, that is something I knew about. My grandmother used to be a gardener. Um, that's wild. And, and she, that was something she had talked about. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Every, every time I go to the market and we get fish, um, I always ask for the guts. Huh. 
like give me all the nuts I can get because daddy's grown some oh. big leafy trees. Oh gosh, that sounded real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, give daddy the do, guts. Do, do the human guts. guts work the same way is my question. Well, you know, guess who probably found that out? There's so many. Mr. Butterworth. That's true. Ooh. Mr. Butterworth um, probably oh. found Full that circle. out. Full circle. Um, so speaking of Sir Butterworth, E.R. Butterworth. <laughs> Um, so he would sell these bones, right? And that's how he made his living. And he actually lost his first wife during childbirth to his first son, Gilbert, which is super sad. And so while he was traveling, he actually came across a grieving settler. Mm. And this grieving settler was grieving his uh, wife mm-hmm. and child who both passed away mm. during childbirth. And so he was super sympathetic toward this guy because he went through something yeah. similar. He knew, he knew what it was like. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, at least his kid lived, right? Yeah. But he understood the aspect and the idea of needing to bury someone yeah. and needing to mourn them. And this settler didn't have access to lumber to make coffins because they were in the middle of nowhere. Or they had nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So they were on the prairie and... Butterworth decides, you know what? I'm going to help this guy out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take apart my wagon and build coffins for this settler's wife and child. And those were the first coffins he ever made. Wow. Fun fact. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and this guy was pretty smart. He started to see how there were needs mm-hmm. that weren't necessarily being met, right, in right. business. Um, And this was Mm -hmm. the intro to that for him. So fast forward, he moves from Kansas to Centralia, which is, uh, it's like two hours south of Seattle. Yeah. And uh, we actually just did an investigation there not too long ago, which we could probably talk about at a later time. (laughs) But he actually opened a furniture store there, which Hmm. makes me think I want to go to Centralia and find it. But that's just Is it still Is it still open? I don't think I don't know if it's like one of those antique stores, but it's something that we could definitely look yeah. into because there's so many different antique stores in Centralia, and that town still looks like really like kitschy almost. It's yeah. still pretty old. Um, but what's interesting is he opened a furniture store, and about ten years into living there, he at this point had five kids, five sons, and a new wife, and there was. Um, a huge wave of black diphtheria. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Yeah. Diphtheria, diphtheria. Yep, yep, yep. Which is a bacterial infection of the nose and the throat that just like destroyed people. So all these people were dying. It was, there was an influx of people dying and not enough caskets to bury them in. So he literally started a casket business selling caskets out of his furniture store Oh, wow. And so his furniture store inevitably shifted into that. And in 1892, he decided to move his family and his business to Seattle. So he purchased a controlling interest in the Cross and Company Undertakers, which were located in the Masonic Temple. Mm -hmm. And this became the first full-service funeral home. Wow. Pretty interesting. Huh. So what's also pretty wild is that back in the day, it was a pretty good time to be in the death business. Not sure if you guys know. I know we kind of briefly like touched on it in episode one where we talked about how like gross the city was. It was pretty gross. 
shit geysers. Shit geysers. Shit geysers. <laughs> right? There's lots of disease, lots of people dying. Um, there was a horrible case of influenza that went through and killed a bunch of people. And I think at one point, there, I saw something when I was looking this stuff up that people wouldn't leave their homes and wouldn't go outside unless they had a, a mask on to prevent mm. them from getting sick from someone else. I would believe that. Yeah. Right, because yeah. so many people are dying. So at this point, um, there's lots of rodents trans- transmitting diseases, plague, all this kind of stuff. And I actually found a fun number. Okay, so in 1910, Ooh. there were 2,462 recorded deaths in Seattle. Okay. That's a lot. That is a lot. Of those, 35 were murders. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. in one year, 100 years prior, there were only nine murders. So it increased mm-hmm. from nine to 35 within a century. Hmm. So it's just interesting to see. Obviously, there's more people living there yeah, yeah, yeah. within a century. So that makes a little bit of sense. Well, quite a quite a bit more, actually. And get this. Do you know um, how many homicides were in Seattle in 2018? Oh, I actually did for the murder tour. Uh I can't remember the number off the top I, of my head. I know, tell I know, because Gab I'll told tell me. You. I gave you the answer. Is it six six six? No, I wish. <laughs> yeah, that would be way cooler and also very scary. Uh-huh. Um, there were actually thirty one. There were thirty one mm. homicides in Seattle in two thousand eighteen. So there were thirty five in nineteen ten. Yeah. So, but in nineteen ten too, this is back when the city was still being run. I mean, my God, I think nineteen ten it was still an open city. Like vice was rampant. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This was when the mayor at the time tried to open a 500 room brothel in Beacon Hill. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, oh. and so that with the police chief. Oh, wow! Right. I love so debauchery. corruption is very, very. It's, uh-huh. a, it's a very common theme here in Seattle, uh-huh. and we're gonna go down that road in a little bit. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of background of like what death really looked like. Back in the day. Um, And also, it's kind of scary that now we're not in the same situation, but there's still that many homicides. Interesting. And fun fact, Mm -hmm. too, is that... How many um, of them were in Pioneer Square? Oh, I don't know that. (laughs) I wish I could tell you. But um, I will tell you that that number was the highest it's been in 10 years recently. Mm. So anyway, reel it back in. So Butterworth purchased this building, right? And he ended up designing it with um, a British architect and his name was John Graham senior. Do you guys know who that is? Have you heard of him before? Uh, the, yeah. the name rings a bell. So he did the Roosevelt hotel. That's right. And he oh, also yeah. did a lot of the really old university of Washington facilities. Mm, right, right. So right, right, all right. those like really beautiful yeah. buildings that look kind of similar to what Majestic. you see in downtown. Yes. Like they have art in those walls. Right. So it's designed by him. It was a bow art style. I'm gonna give you some detail because I it. went, I went deep. You went deep. Went you deep. went, you went, you went deep. We love I the like nerdery. It when you go deep. Oh God, here it is. All right. Uh... Um, so um, there were sandstone Greco-Roman archways formed the main entrance, which you can still see today. Um, yeah, that's true. And three stories up on the main metal cornice that capped the building, there were four sculpted lion heads that look out onto First Avenue. Ooh. At the back of the building, 
The service alley led to the livery and stables on the ground floor, and this is where bodies would be dropped off. So it's the entrance on the back side of the building. Mm. Yep. Yep. And in the floors above, it was decorated really beautifully. They had mahogany, there was ornamental plaster, stained glass, um, bronze, and brass hardware. And uh, it looked like just a huge Victorian mansion, essentially. So it also included a crematorium, a columbarium, an elevator, a, a columbarium. It's a great, that's a great what? word. A columbarium? Col- columbarium. I love it. Kim's going to do some research right I now. I am. An elevator for transporting bodies. Mm-hmm. The first one yeah, on the yeah, West Coast. Right. Actually, a lot of this was the first ever all put in the same spot. I do have I do have a definition for a columbarium. Tell me. Is a it is a place for the respectful oh. and usually public storage of uh urns for oh, holding cremated remains. But it can also mean the nesting boxes of pigeons. <laughs> so I have a feeling I know which of those two it is. It's obviously the pigeons. It's definitely the pigeons. It's definitely the pigeons. Definitely the pigeons. Those are the two extremes. It's either a place you put urns or it's a place where pigeons Wait, live. Wait, hold on. What if you... No, I'm going to go real dark with this. What if you end up cremating a pigeon? I mean, I'm sure it's happened. There's a lot of and pigeons. you put it in an urn and leave oh. it there. That's just like a double whammy. That is a double whammy. Oh, It's like God. looking into a mirror forever. <laughs> Which essentially is what... The Butterworth building is. That is true. Um, <laughs> all right. So it also had um, a casket showroom. This was the first ever casket showroom. Which, can we talk about that for a second? What, the purpose of it? or Well, no, I mean, I understand the purpose of it. But, like, a casket showroom. Am I the only one that finds that slightly ridiculous? I mean... Like a car showroom. Uh, Here's the deal. Well, you have I... to remember what time it is. Like, what period of time it is. And the fact that they're trying to make money. No, I get it. I mean, it's still a thing. It is still a thing, but now they have like Amazon yeah. casket. Yeah, which situation. is a whole other thing. I just I just find the idea of like, come into our casket showroom. I mean, it's like a bed for a vampire. What if they're just like shopping? Well, yeah, but that's different. <laughs> if I'm a vampire searching for an awesome casket, of course I'm gonna go to the casket showroom. But like, do you pick out your casket before you die? Well, it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Uh, because this was the time when people started to do that. So it's really nuts because, wow. like, you have the demand for funerals, right? right? Um, because people are dying. Right. But then that also kind of catapults the business into what it's become today. Because the way that companies like this make money isn't just by, I mean... My mom says it all the time. People are dying to get in. Like, yeah, jets, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, you always know people are going to keep dying. You'll always have a business. Yeah. But how are you going to exceed your sales goals? How are you going to make more money? You're going to sell to the people that are alive for themselves. I guess I've never been someone who has super cared about what happens to my body after I die because I'm dead. Right. But check it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yep. this is actually a good segue because it. One of the things that Butterworth offered was the fact that back in the day, they didn't really show, have like open casting. Right, right, right. The showings. um, Showings. So this was a whole new thing for people. Unless you were Catholic. 
Well, but even then, they didn't have a way to, like, keep the bodies intact. Mm, that's true. Fresh. So, yes, <laughs> keep them fresh. So, what's interesting is not only did they have the casket showroom, they had a chapel that could fit 200 people in it, huh. which is a lot. It had mm. pews made of Flemish oak. Ooh, it had a choir loft and a balcony. It was pretty serious business. Actually, I, I've been up in it. It's cool. I haven't been there. That's so cool that you've been there. Oh, I am so jealous. Did you do that through a tour I, that we don't I, know about? I, I, I did it. Uh, it was a number of years ago, and it was when they were still doing... Uh, it was only on, I want to say, like, Friday nights or something, but they would do... They would let people go in. You'd have to, you know, buy a ticket or whatever, but... Yeah. Okay. You had to pay for it. I would love to see yeah. that. It was really yeah. interesting. Um, and the, yeah, yeah, we were nice. in the chapel. That's very cool. I actually just recently found a photo of it and I will be posting it to our Instagram. Oh, I took a bunch of pictures. I'll have yes. to see Ooh. if I can find those. I have like original photos from a. Oh, actual, nice. Okay, that's better. Um, well, I mean, we can see what it looks like now versus mm-hmm. what it looks like then. Not good. But um, <laughs> check out the Instagram. A ghost stories. A ghost stories. But. Yeah. He, not only was there this, like, fancy chapel, but it was rigged with um, a system of light signals. Hmm. So, the paid choir, <laughs> paid, they were paid. Um, <laughs> they were, like, the on-premises it choir? Cued. It, would, it would be their cues to tell them when to start and stop singing. Oh. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so, th- these are the services that he offered. He offered removal of body from residence to mortuary. Okay. So... Body you don't retrieval. have to deal with your dead people. That's fair. Bring out your dead. Yep. Nope. Mm. He actually offered embalming. So this is why mm. I was talking about the open casket situation. Ah. So he, they bathe. It's, I'm like saying it like he, like he did every single one. <laughs> they um, bathed, <laughs> embalmed, and dressed, and took care of the body. Um, there were like directors, assistants, all these people arranging all the details for the funeral and at the cemetery and mm-hmm. how things were going to work. There were notices in daily press um, and there was um, a gray cloth covered casket with crushed silk interior and it was fully trimmed on the inside. So mm. super nice looking, fancy mm-hmm. showroom type caskets mm. because to your point in the past, caskets were like a box. Yeah. And now yeah. this is like when things started to get bougie. The hearse service and two limousines. He had two limos. Jeez. That's kind that's of excessive. decadent. Right? Like, what kind of money was paying for this, right? So you oh. have to think there's a lot of money being invested into this. Co- coffin showroom mm-hmm. money. Right? <laughs> I mean, funerals are expensive they now. Are. They are. Like, think about when, when they started. Yeah. And headstones, my God. Everything. Yeah. So I, I, I've got it. I got a stat Tell me. for that. I got a stat for that. This is trends. This is trends. Um, so over the past decade, funerals represent less than 30% of, I guess, burial services or, you know, dealing with the dead, the rest cremation, Mm. the average cremation with a picture and urn and goes for 1800 bucks. I would have thought that'd be the cheaper option for some reason. Versus. Oh, I thought that was pretty cheap. I mean, we've got the green composting. Was it oh, green, yeah. green compost? Yeah, Washington's Is the that first it? state to do it. I want to mm-hmm. be mangoes. No, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'm totally going to grow gonna mangoes. You're going to be like Mango from SNL. Yeah. <laughs> mango loves you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't. You can't take me anywhere, guys. Um, 
<laughs> but that's really interesting. Um, they actually also cut roses just for the interior of the casket. So, so like rose-lined caskets? Rose-lined caskets with like silk interiors. Ooh, like fancy. Bougie. Whoa. Like if I was planning my own funeral at this point in time and I would see like a wooden box or this, I mean. I think I'll just donate my skeleton to the Deaf Museum. Perfect. Um, oh, so That's cool. Can you... Can, can you make sure you still haunt it though? Because oh, well, we need more yeah, ghosts that's, in the underground. That's, that's half the point. <laughs> in life and okay, in death. perfect, exactly, perfect. And you also get an organist at this—not an organist like someone who organizes things, but someone who plays. An <laughs> oh, see, I went into organs, so <laughs> organ, organ. <laughs> da -na -na, da -na -na, yeah, thank you. I'm like, there's lots of organs in the English language, not like the state. That's true. Um, but okay, so. Reeling it back in. Okay, so prior to the Civil War, uh -huh. let's go way back. Funerals were pretty basic. If uh -huh. someone died, there was a wake and a church service and a burial. And it was pretty straightforward. Nothing too bougie, nothing too fancy. There right. were all these bells and whistles. In the war between the North and the South, uh, the corpses of soldiers were kind of all over the place. So they were separated from their homes by distance. Not everyone was always taken care of. Uh -huh. There was an abundance of dead bodies and not a lot of time or money to like make sure that they were buried the right way. And they sat for days on the battlefield Ooh. often before loved ones could come and like identify them, if Oof. they could even identify them. So like decay has set in at this point, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. there were undertakers that started to see that this was happening. And this is where um, Butterworth kind of got the idea from, hmm. is he would use the techniques used by ancient Egyptians in keeping oh. So he was fair, like, this was something he really... He really invested into this. Wow. It's pretty wild. So he drained the bodies of the natural fluids. Like you do. As one does. Uh, pumped it with formaldehyde. Yeah. And a Capri Sun yeah, straw. Exactly. <laughs> and then charged families a hundred dollars a pop. Which in this time, an, that's expensive. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Just to have an open casket. Mm -hmm. And so in order to have an open casket, not only do you have to pay extra, but this has to happen to your right. loved one. Because otherwise you could fester and it would be gross. Well, it's just gonna be disgusting. Why yeah. would you want to mm -hmm. look at like a rotting corpse yeah. well, in mean, an open casket? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, not everyone's like us, Kim. <sighs> Fine. No. So, interesting, right? Yeah. No, that's fascinating. So, basically, he made embalming the main goal for all funerals. So, he wanted yeah. all funerals to basically have that open casket so that he would make more money. Yeah, because that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah that makes and sense. Exactly. So, yeah, he yeah. wants to make all the money. Uh -huh. So, he was very entrepreneurial. <laughs> entrepreneurial. Words Can I hard. talk? Words yeah. are very hard. Words are hard. So, everything was preserved. Okay. Things weren't dead as they used to be anymore. Or at least not as smelly. Not as, well, and you know, fun mm -hmm. fact. Fun fact, because he bathed them too, so they're not going to be smelly in that way. No, but they also would all put flowers everywhere to help. Oh, that's right. Scent, yeah, right? all the roses. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have that wood. Yeah. So basically, moral of the story is, is that Butterworth invented what we now know to be the funeral. And he actually came up with the term mortuary and mortician. Like that came really? from Really? Mm-hmm. And popularized the expensive rites that we now know um, to be bougie, if you will. I had no idea he was so instrumental in in developing like our modern funeral. Yeah, 
because no one else really did it. Yeah, fascinating. Like this was, it's like almost like when you look at a city that's kind of rampant with craziness that we would be like, oh my god, that's nuts. I would never deal with that. Right. He wrangled a lot of it Mm -hmm. and had control over the parts of it that allowed things to be more civil. Yeah. But. 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 There's a but in worth. Yes. There's a but in worth. Butterworth! Butterworth! Um, there was some <laughs> shady shit. Yeah. There was some legit Neurosis. shady shit going on. So we talked... Seattle, too. I yeah. mean, corruption. Corruption. So remember how we talked about balming mm-hmm. to make someone look proper? Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that with everyone who paid to do it, mm-hmm. there may have been certain people that were cremated because someone didn't want their bodies to be seen Ooh. in the way that they looked. I know I know at least one person who wouldn't. Who? Who? Is it Linda Hazard? It sure is Linda Hazard. Woo-woo! Uh, <laughs> so another pretty spoopy person in the Pacific uh-huh. Northwest is Linda Hazard. Which we'll be doing probably a whole episode yes. on. So I'm going to put uh, ellipses on that for now. Uh-huh. So that way y'all can tune in to the Linda Hazard and Starvation Heights episode when we do it. Uh-huh. But she actually did have a connection with, with Butterworth. Yes. And so essentially, moral of the story, she killed people. So we know this. She, she didn't just kill people. So she starved. She starved people. them to death. And so they were very skinny, like bone skinny. Like oh, people yeah. weighed like sixty pounds. Yeah. And so and you can find pictures. Yeah. Uh, and it is genuinely disturbing. Yeah. And I don't want to give away too much, no. but I just want to give you the visual of that skinny of a person. Uh-huh. So if that person's family thought that this person died naturally, right, and wanted to come to their funeral. They would want to have an open casket mm-hmm. to see what they look like. So instead, Linda Hazard paid Butterworth to cremate the bodies and put somebody else in there. Yeah. Now, this is where I question, how does the family not recognize the person that's in the casket? But I guess, like, they could have the excuse of death and, well, like... I feel like there's there could be multiple excuses there. Because if the family didn't live local, they may not have seen the person in a while. That's true. Uh, and and as good as, as it sounds like he was with his technique, a dead body in the early 1900s is still a dead body in the early 1900s. Bodies start to bloat. Uh, you put makeup, you put, you can put a wig, you, you know, eyes are closed. Any abnormality, you could always just say, oh, that's what happens when they die. That's true. And the family is not going to know any better because yeah. who would have? Yeah, and it's. Yeah, and especially if it was a horrible death, like if yeah. they drowned mm-hmm. and they or were in the water for a couple or of diseased. days. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. I think there's a lot of ways around that, and they also use some pretty hardcore makeup techniques even then. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you can do. Think about how many photo shoots you have of like celebrities dressing up as other celebrities, and how if you just put the right makeup on the somebody, the right hair, of makeup. Yeah, particularly when someone's, well. particularly when someone's <laughs> eyes are closed. Oh, that's true. You can even paint eyes on eyelids and make them look awake. Yeah, they did that. That's, that's yes. kind of spoopy. They did that. Yeah, but I mean, during the Spanish influenza, because oh of, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't. They would cover the face. They would. They. I don't think they would have could have an open casket. Well, and, and you could use that as an excuse too. Oh, you don't want to look at their face because yeah. of whatever happened. It's their face has been disfigured or distorted. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I was reading about the Spanish flu and people would bleed from their ears oh, and their eyes. Oh with yeah, it. that's like the most metal thing. 
<laughs> bleeding from your ears and eye, or <laughs> the most Stranger Things thing. That's a lot of things. That's mm-hmm. true. That was more than yeah. those, All I suppose. Things. Yeah. Yeah. All the things. All the things. All the things. So shady shit. Let's talk some shady more about shady shit. shit. Okay. Let's talk shady so, shit. So pretty much Linda Hazard had something to do with that. Yeah. However, <clears throat> there's more shady shit. Oh. Now with this shady shit, I feel like shady shit's gonna be our like shit geysers. I say that's that is our current drinking um, game word. Shady shit. Take a shot. Oh, I thought you were gonna yeah. say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could go Butterworth building. You thought, that, you thought I was going to go shit geysers with it. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say shady shit, take a shit. <laughs> That's what I mean. Shady shit, yeah. shit, shady oh, shit, take a shit geyser. Okay, so. I was going to say, we are now rated morning. E for explicit. And if you need to pause and use the restroom, by all means. Because we've you. said the word shit so um, many times. You know, if you need to use the restroom when we're done with this episode, then maybe there's like some subliminal shit going on. Well, and and mm. also, you're welcome. Yeah. Because yeah, it's important to be regular. Flushed. Mm-hmm. All right. It is. Mm-hmm. So. So Linda has her way. Linda, speaking of. All right. So <laughs> there was also a period of time um, in Seattle. I know I talked about how there was this demand for caskets because so many people were dying. Right. It's not just a demand for caskets that they had, but it was a demand for getting rid of bodies. Uh-huh. So a lot of the times when there were these diseases going through, the streets would be like lined with dead bodies and it would be decaying there, right? Then and and, there and, and gross. Yeah, just mm-hmm. I, it's worse than shit geysers. Yeah. And disease. Yeah. yeah. And that's how well, the rats got to eat. Yeah, rats got to eat when a rat's got to eat. Oh, perfect. And this is also the point in time when the rat population was recuperating from the Great Seattle Fire, where one million rats lost their lives. R.I.P. Let's take a moment for those rats. In memoriam. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> We're awful people. We are. It's fine. Uh... Embrace it. Sometimes you have to lean into it, and then life gets better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote you on that. That's going to be the quote of life. <laughs> so anyway, because all these people were in the streets, mm-hmm. the demand was we need to get them processed. Right. So we need to put them in the ground. So In the ground. Ooh. And I'll just like dig a hole, put them in the ground. They wanted it done the right way. Well, so they had right. to have Butterworth because he's Mr. Boss. Man, he's he's right? the body man. Butterworth the, the body man. The, well, that's weird. That's kind of spoopy a little bit. <laughs> um, so... Basically, what would happen is all these people would be brought to Butterworth, uh-huh. but there was actually a dollar amount uh-huh. that was given to people yeah. um, who brought in. Well, because he was getting paid bodies. too, right? So he was saying, though, or not he, the city was saying, if you bring in bodies, we'll pay you fifty dollars, uh-huh. and so Butterworth was profiting from that, but. So were the people that were bringing in the bodies. So it would be like split in half. So Butterworth would take 25 and then the people bringing in the body would be given 25. Although, fun side note to that, um, his, I want to say it's his great, 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 two or three greats, grandson has disputed that he participated in that. I was going to say a lot of this like shady shit says, like online if you read about it, there might not necessarily be fact-based right. things but it it has, it did happen it did happen mm-hmm. yeah and i also kind of want to say how does his great 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 grandson know for sure that he didn't right mm-hmm. he's probably just trying to protect the family which, which is legit but yeah. unless i mean he wasn't around then and uh, other than him potentially denying it people deny things doesn't mean it didn't happen state of our current country what what <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, um, I think, Kim, you were telling me earlier, 
people got a little greedy. People did get a little greedy. They also got a little creative. Don't tell me. Uh, so, you know, during this time, too, you do have people coming back from uh, Alaska, from the gold rush, who have gold. And there's a particular story uh, I've read about as well as heard about involving uh, people coming back from the gold rush and... A local Seattleite would find out the name of somebody. They'd buy them a drink. They'd drug the drink. They would tie them down to the pier at low tide. Uh-oh. Rob them. Oh. Once the tide came in, they would drown. Oh, they did. They did. They bloated. They'd be bloated. Mm-hmm. Tied to go back out. They'd collect the body, take it to the mortuary. And get another 25 bucks. That's like the worst death. Could you imagine? Yeah, but what the other thing about tying them down there is you could get some good crab when that tide went down. Legitimately. No, you really could. (laughs) Yeah. Crab, because crabs eat meat. Yeah, you get 25 bucks and some really succulent crab Uh meat, you know, that's hanging off this corpse. That's that's like, and that's freshly fed. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's feeling nice and that. Yeah. I wish, wait. Can I can I take a picture of your face to put on the Instagram because it's amazing right now. It's it's like the Gabby face that's so disgusted by what's happening. Uh, the thought of crabs eating bodies and then people eating the crabs that ate the bodies, which is also a nice little circle. Circle of life. It it's is. a little circle of life. I mean, that's the system. That's the ecosystem for it's- you. <laughs> Mostly because you're making a face that's like I look like Beaker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this crab is so delicious. What's the secret? Honey butter and swede. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, it's very uh, Sweeney Todd. (laughs) Oh man. Well, yep. So that happened. That did happen. (laughs) That's pretty messed up. So moral of the story is this (laughs) happened for a long time. So fun facts too is that. Butterworth didn't stop at this one building. No. So he actually purchased a mortuary in Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. which is now the Pine Box. Yes, which is awesome, P.S. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> bar, um, but it's legit Plus. like that was one of Butterworth's mortuaries, and it still looks pretty spooky inside. Well, and my personal favorite is that their pizza oven. Mm-hmm. Did you you knew this, right? I actually did not know this. Oh. I didn't know this. <laughs> you know what their pizza oven is? The crematorium. Uh-huh. Oh man, so you might have some ashes in you your might pizza. get a little extra something something. That's not pepper. Mm. Yeah, no, they put the they put the uh uh Would you like a people pizza? That's like two thirds <laughs> the reasons I go there is I just think it's cool that I'm eating so, a pizza that was cooked where the Kim the cannibal. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'll have you know, I am a vegetarian. <laughs> But, With the exception of people. Well, yeah, there's people too many of them. I mean, mm. duh. <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't been and you're in Seattle or you're visiting Seattle, you should definitely go to the Pine Box. Have some people um, pizza. Yeah, and they have they have pews there. And it is cool. It's, it's pretty spooky it's real looking. Fun. But they also have a really cool shirt, so yeah. you can promote them uh, if you want to buy their shirt. But yeah. I also hear that they have good alcohol. But they do have good alcohol. I will, I will speak to their alcohol. It is good. And then maybe you'll have a spooky experience when you're there because people do. Yeah, um, that might be a different episode for us. Yeah. I well, and actually, we maybe we could that. even uh, talk to some people who work there. That would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could do an on location. An on location. We would need to like set up a little table with our mics and just put pillows around you, us. You just let, no, you just let me know and I can rig it. You can rig this. <laughs> so for those happen. of you that don't know. I, we, this podcast would not be a thing if it was not for 
Jake Rice. It, it really, it really He's wouldn't. so awesome. He is. Uh, Legit has, like, basically done our whole website, showed me how to do all this audio uh-huh. stuff, and now I'm doing all the editing. So I'm like, thank you, sir, for showing me this. Terrence showed me a bunch of audio stuff. But Jake legit is, like, the best. Yep. So um, you should much. also – I'm going to plug you right yes! now. Yes. And so check out great. his um, website. It's ghostlyactivities.com. So he has a spoopy podcast sitch as well and has lots of cool, like, if you want to hunt ghosts, check out this little gadget, gadget thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. If you want to hear about this place, look at this article. And it's super well done and it looks super, like, clean and – visually appealing so for those of you that are ocd like i am you'll enjoy (laughs) this but yes thank you jake you're welcome it was my pleasure thanks (laughs) so if we do an episode at um pine box jake will definitely be with us i will totally come i'll bring the mics it'll be amazing oh i'm so excited we have to plan it so anyway that's one of the locations of um butterworth but also i actually did some personal research because I, I live in the Queen Anne area, right. Seattle, and there's actually a Butterworth funeral home. There is. In Queen mm-hmm. Anne, mm-hmm. still functioning to this day. That is true. Which is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So it's it lives on. It does. Fun and It does. Even Although I, I don't believe anyone from the actual family... I don't uh, think they have affiliation. Has any affiliation? I think no. once it was sold, it's it was owned by a different sold. company. Yeah, yeah. but it's aren't they out of Louisiana or something like that? Texas. Yeah, yeah it's all it's out of Texas. Yeah. Okay. But okay, so let's. That's the history. So sorry that was a little long winded, but we got to tell you the ghost stories now. Uh-huh. So that was then. This is now. So let's talk about what the businesses are that live in the location mm-hmm. of the Butterworth Building today. Yeah. So Kell's Irish Pub. Right. Kell's Pub is located at the Post Alley entrance, uh-huh. and it's in the exact spot where all those bodies would be dropped off. Uh-huh. So it's it occupies the former embalming room specifically and the crematorium. Yeah. Yeah. And workers would actually put bodies into the elevator at where Kell's is, and then it would be taken to the third floor to process them for burial when they when it was in. Butterworth, so literally anyone being processed would go through that space. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, do you want to talk a little bit about the ghosts that you know about? Well, you, so there's essentially two ghosts that you hear about there. And what's really interesting is they're active both during the day and night. So everyone's like, oh, it's night, ghost, blah, blah. No, it can happen anytime. <laughs> They can so happen the, anytime. The ghost can manifest at any time. But uh, one of them is, and and I don't know what is up with this, like, archetype. There's a curly hair, <laughs> curly red-haired girl Just that oh, shows up and, yeah, and wants to, you know, play with folks that are out, especially on the p- patio Come on a nice day. Come play with me. That's Come play me. with me. <laughs> what do you want to play? Soul-sucking death touch um, <laughs> how do you know what i used to play when i was a kid <laughs> that's amazing you played that too i did i that's did awesome. i didn't have many neighbor kids in my <laughs> you just had the ghost friends yeah. <laughs> i used to have neighbor friends so. <laughs> and then they played the game with me <laughs> um but i think i think the most active one is he goes by the name of charlie so he's an older gentleman wears a 
wears a hat and he appears in the mirrors, but especially whenever mm. there's a night with a live band performance. Because a lot of people, especially the ghost hunters, so let's just rag on and ghost hunters. They always have to be super serious. Okay? That's true. They do. And Clearly, I gotta we are tell, not bad. Like if if when if you were alive, would you want to hang out with the sour puss? Hell no. No. You want to hang out with the happy drunk people oh. that are like strumming the banjo. The cool kids. And so Charlie the ghost appears in mirrors and stuff, and he might move around a chair, or he might be this old gentleman you see in the corner, but he's really into the music and drinking, and he wants to make friends. Doesn't you know stick around very long. Charlie and I have a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, so those are the two most common, but uh, there there are phantoms that have been seen. I think it's in the second floor where the balcony is mm-hmm. of it. That is, They say that's the most active part, but nowadays you can only get access to Kells, but get the red red, red ale. It's really amazing at Kells. It's not, it's not haunted, is it? it, it no, but I mean, you might be seeing some spirits a little bit later on. Oh, yeah. Oh. There you go. But that's Kells in a nutshell. Yeah, and I also, um, I remember reading that the little girl actually gets more active during the day mm-hmm. because sometimes kids are let into the bar during the day because it's my yeah, yeah, like yeah. a family or yeah. something. It's a restaurant. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, a restaurant. it's a restaurant yeah. bar. Um, and so I, I think even when we talked about merchants mm-hmm. in episode one, Kim had mentioned how when there was a kid on her tour, the child ghost was yeah. more active. Yeah, so, she's like, always more active when there's kids around. Yeah, and so I think that's the same case here. Yeah. That when there's kids around, this spirit tends to hang out. But there, she's a little bit um, more playful and plays pranks and kind of throws things around mm. moves things. This is a little naughty. A little naughty girl. Mm. Um, some touching, maybe some hair pulling. Uh-oh, a little hair tug. Naughty, 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 naughty. Naughty, naughty. Naughty girl. Um, and I think there's... Um, an idea that she potentially died in an influenza outbreak in mm. 1918. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's her. And then for I, I did a little bit more digging and I actually found lots of different information, but it all had to do with the different businesses mm. that have functions throughout that building. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, things are often thrown off shelves and glasses fly off the bar. This happens at Kells still. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading something where someone was visiting Kells and they saw a glass fly off and they reacted to it, but the bartender like didn't flinch. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's because it happens all the time. Right. So that the bartender's like, oh, there they go again. Yeah. There it is again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the Butterworth building, and this is the unfortunate thing because it's got private businesses in it now, but the stairwell is supposed to be one of the more haunted spots mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. They got a little boy named Jacob who they oh, think <gasps> died in the 19... 19- I know, I'm actually the reincarnation. But died in like the influenza outbreak in 1918. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Chief Seattle or Seattle. Uh, his daughter. You're not daughter supposed to say supposed to... it. I'm not. No, you don't say what? because it's it's means the spirit won't find peace. Uh-oh. Oh really? Yeah, oh, that's shit. why. This that's is what why, happens. That's Look, why I'm we from changed Chicago. the name. That's why we changed the name uh, to Seattle. Oh. It's why we don't say oh, his actual I name. I mean, beyond the fact that the white people couldn't say it, um, which they no. could, but it's why we don't say his actual name. Oh, See, this is that. I'm an import. I mean, <laughs> so am I, and I, I didn't know. It's fine. We all I, take the tour. You'll hear all about it. Well, oh, I did, go. but I didn't. Re- you know, I'm trying to be all authentic, help mm. the listener, and yeah. now poor Chief Seattle will not be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> so gonna go I'm gonna have Jake. to like, I'm gonna have to go to like, 
was it Azel's chicken and get him a nice little meal and I'll put it down by the totem just north of Pike. <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. I would. It, well, someone will appreciate That's that. That's true. Someone will appreciate that. Will. Mm-hmm. Eat it. Or the rats. You know, get <laughs> the rats going. Yeah. Or the ghost rats. Ghost Maybe rats. I can fish out some gooey duck. Who knows? <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> All right. So there's also um, talk of seeing thin ghosts, mm-hmm. like really bone thin, emaciated, emaciated bodies of like previous people, mm-hmm. which we could all. Can I just? Yeah. What's up? I was gonna like. Can I just call bullshit on that one? I mean, you can't. You're sure. welcome to. You're yeah. welcome to. Oh, yeah, I'm calling bullshit because, like, they're not going to haunt. They were already passed. They wouldn't stick around. I'm, this is the Starvation Heights link, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well I, I was just thinking that it's potential because there were a couple of sources that said it. So mm-hmm. I guess it it could, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have, like, hard evidence on any of these. These are all, like, ghost stories more than anything. Mm-hmm. I know that um, Ross, who was recently on a couple of our episodes – told me that he did investigate it and he actually spoke to someone um, or knew a story about someone who was a carpenter and was on a ladder like fixing something uh, when they were renovating uh, a space for a restaurant Mm -hmm. and out of the corner of this guy's eye as he's on the ladder he sees a bunch of people holding a casket walking by him and then they disappeared Oh, that would be a good residu- uh, residual. Yeah. yeah. So sure. that's probably a residual. And there's lots of things that happen um, where people see different types of ethnicity mm-hmm. ghosts, if that makes sense. So technically the building, and uh, let's be real, a majority of Seattle is built on some kind of Indian burial ground. Yeah. But this specifically is known to be buried or built on top of a burial ground and there were a lot of former laborers mm-hmm. who were like african-american chinese all different cultures that may have not been treated very well that may have died in accidents and not been like buried properly True. um mm-hmm. who are upset for and also also for maybe even not receiving credit for any contributions that they had in building seattle mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's some said that those are seen there too so one fun fact is that this building cannot keep a tenant right for a long period of time right so unless you're Kells unless, unless you're Kells yeah Kells is hanging out they're hanging in there they, and they've been there for oh I, I think since like 1997 yes yeah, right? like that yeah I thought it was earlier than that but it might be we could look that up. that up yeah but there's lots of different businesses that have gone in mm-hmm. and gone out I know that at one point there was a story of a restaurant being there and everyone just leaving it as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not taking, not like they busting just, anything. Like yeah. literally yeah. the tables were still set. Yeah. And it was unoccupied. When, I, when I'd been in there, I'd been told a story about, I mean, going back to the, the, the skinny people. Uh, <laughs> but when, when it was a restaurant <laughs> and uh, people would be there and not finish their meal. Mm. So they'd still have food left on their plates and there would then be reports of these very angry, emaciated, transparent people angrily looking at them, uh, which again, uh, possibly bullshit. Uh, I, I mean, we also, we're making an assumption that any emaciated ghost is linked to Linda Hazard. There were plenty of other reasons why you would have 
an emaciated ghost. Sure. Maybe mm-hmm. not as quite as extreme as a Linda Hazard one. Yeah. But you easily could have had somebody uh, who was dumped there. Yeah. Who had died uh, from disease and lack of food and and. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the one thing that we don't really talk about with Seattle's history, um, 1918, you know, we had the Spanish flu. Right. Hit. But in 1903, there was another epidemic that swept through. Because if you go over to Bainbridge Island, and for readers not from here, Bainbridge Island's the island straight across from downtown yeah. Seattle. Right across the water. And a lot of kids died in 1903. Uh-huh. And it was probably either a TB or diphtheria outbreak. So there would be wasting involved with that. But you just don't hear about anyone talking about that period of time. And it wiped out a bunch of people. So I don't don't know if you knew anything about that, Kim. But when they moved into the Butterworth, there was one of these epidemics happening. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, that also goes into part of why they made the excuses for closing up the underground. Is that there was a time where they were still using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was a number of this, the d- disease outbreaks, including uh, they said there was a plague scare. And there's mm-hmm. some debate now as to whether or not that was ever a legitimate scare or if it was just an excuse to finally close up these very problematic areas. Um, uh, the underground was kind of a breeding ground even then for people to move in and for vice to happen. But uh, yeah, d- disease was really running rampant and our record keeping was crap. Mm-hmm. So it's why we don't have a lot of really specific records for things, just that, like, for names, for, um, it's why when we're trying to research some of these hauntings, we really have trouble coming up with the specific identity of a lot of these spirits. Uh, nobody was recording it. It's interesting. Yeah. You know who did record something? Who? Ghost Adventures. <gasps> Go, God, yeah, they did. Yes, they did. 2010. Um, so, can I take a shot just because hold, we're talking about Ghost Adventures? Yeah, but hold on a second. Okay. I just want to make it relevant. Uh-huh. It's Ghost we Adventures. We all have an opinion about Ghost Adventures. We might. We might. It's possible. Douchetown 2019. <laughs> so, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, they do go to some pretty cool spots. They do. However, yeah. in this episode, they were very young. In the process, they were in episode or season four was when they went to Kells, okay. and they claimed to have a photo of a creature that was crouching down at the top of a. Stairs. Was it Bigfoot? No, it was little. It was, was it like Batsquatch? It was no. Batsquatch. Short no, squatch. Little one. Short squatch. It was short squatch. It was me. Just kidding. It wasn't me. Um, it was Snooky. <laughs> well, actually, what I think it it really was was probably. Uh, a child, one of the kids. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe the little girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, who's know? playful, who's yeah. naughty, who yeah. likes to mess with people. Well, she's probably crouched down. And let's down, not like, forget, hiding. we've got Jacob. Oh, yeah. We've got Jacob, the little we, boy, we but he hangs Jacob. out in the stairwell. Yep. We, oh, yeah, it's probably Jacob. It's either Jacob or the little girl, but either way, they were trying to make it sound like it's a creature. It's a, it's a, <gasps> a demon. demon from it's hell. A demon. Yeah, they were trying to make it sound like it was one of those, like, oh, we can't tell what the shape is. This doesn't look human. But they also I'm didn't going have to break your soul. <laughs> apart. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Aww. 
I apologize to any listener that's out so there cute. that's like, I can't listen to this anymore because that was the creepiest thing I'm ever listening to in my entire life. Thank you. Life. Thank you. I, I love my voices. Thank you very much. Well done, You can sir. book me at jacobrice.com. It doesn't okay. exist, but still. Well, you should make it. It, it should. should exist. It should. Um, but anyway, they had this whole bit that they did on, um, on that creature that they documented, quote unquote. But there wasn't anything really relevant that they found. Um, they heard, like, footsteps. Right. They heard, like, shuffling. Mm. But, I mean, there's a lot of things like that that you do hear, and there are things yeah. that can be debunked very easily. Yeah. So I think as investigators ourselves, we are very quick to debunk things. And naturally things. skeptical. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because, as you should be. Yeah. You shouldn't believe that the first thing that you see is... It's a general. demon! Yeah, it's a demon. So, exactly. yeah, in 2010, though, was the... Butterworth, because that building was under renovations for the longest time. Did they start in 2010? Because, like, if you've got, you would get those sounds if you had opened up one yeah, of the floors. Yeah, so I was there in 20, eh, maybe 2012. Uh, and when I was there, it was, I was up in the chapel and it was under construction still and had been at that point for at least a year or two. And because that was when I was told that one of the problems was they were having trouble retaining a contractor because a contractor would come in and then weird shit would happen. Yep. Like mm-hmm. all the ghosts that were carrying the caskets. The ghosts carrying caskets, yep. but also some instances of like power tools spontaneously turning on. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and things flying across the room. Hmm. So they were real. They uh, again, this is what I'm told. So they were having trouble retaining a contractor, and so yeah, uh, there was tools everywhere. There was stuff opened up. There was areas that we weren't supposed to walk to because they were not super stable or safe. It's very possible that that could have contributed to some of the sounds they were hearing, and I doubt that was something they even touched on in the episode. Which I didn't no, they the just had an outtake of how they make a sandwich with like meat that went bad. It's really not cool. It it literally looks like a bunch of dudes from like middle school filming a video. That's uh, I mean to be fair, that is a handful of the ghost shows. Okay, guys, so let's be real with the ghosty shows. (laughs) Let's be real. There, you know, there's entertainment. Yeah, and then there's ghost hunting. Yeah, and I just know the shows are entertainment. And I I think as long as people keep that in mind. Uh, which is also, I mean, like, honest to God, watching a real investigation, like, just a normal run-of-the-mill real investigation. It's not that exciting. It's really not. Boring AF. It's a lot of waiting. AF. Yeah. A yeah. Lot of waiting. AF. And you don't always get evidence. No. And it's like, anytime you want to capture something, mm-hmm. it might not be around. Yeah. But when you don't want to capture yeah. it. It'll be around. So, and that doesn't mean, and just because you don't get evidence at an investigation doesn't mean it's not haunted. It just means you didn't Mm -hmm. catch it that time. It's like when people get angry that something didn't happen on a tour. And I'm like, you understand, A, I don't control them. If I did, I'd be awesome. Right. That would be a whole different Mm -hmm. gig for you. Yeah. I I wouldn't just be doing tours. I'd be a ghost whisperer. Booyah. I would be Jennifer Love Hewitt. (laughs) Oh, let's do it. Let's do this. We have this idea that hauntings are what we see on 
in scary movies. There's just constant stream of stuff. And I'd say like 99.9% of the time, that's just not true. Even the most active places, it's not like things are constantly flying across the room. Because if that were the case, we'd have real, concrete, hardcore evidence. And some people have some evidence, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's concrete. Yeah. And it just depends on, like, how many people also got other evidence at the same time as mm-hmm. that. You know, because mm-hmm. you could also say that there's technological difficulties you guys uh mercury is in retrograde i just thought it's so valley i can't even mercury is in retrograde retrograde guys she's a valley Um, girl you know it's true my original um voice is coming out i apologize it's okay but it's like things aren't reliable like technology is not reliable always but you know what you see with your own eyes you know what you hear um, just because you don't have hard evidence of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. And I think, too, to the point of what we're talking about, entertainment versus actual evidence, mm-hmm. it's up to you as to what you want yeah. to believe and what you want to take as real. I'm not going to lie to you, and I know that Jake is one of the perfect examples of someone who does love a good ghost show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's for a bad one. Oh, good and bad. And when I say good, it's <laughs> I, I ironic. I prefer the bad one. Yeah, I know. Yep, I, was, yep. I was joking when I said good. It's like Lifetime movies. I can't um, stop watching yeah. The Hallmark ones that are all about the same thing. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a good Hallmark ghost show. So it's just really up to you as to what you like. And it's to each his own, you know? It's your prerogative. But what we like to do is to discuss what we know, what we see, what we've heard about. And that's why we wanted to talk about Butterworth today, because there's so much information in it, and it's so historical for Mm -hmm. our city, for the country even, for the traditions of what we do today, Mm -hmm. and how it still impacts everyone all the time. So, um, having said that, Jake, thank you so much for joining us. Yes! It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. We'd love to have you on again. Uh And we're going to wrap up for today, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. For more. For more information on our group, A Ghost, you can visit aghost.org. For more information on Spooked in Seattle or tours or all the awesome things that we have coming up, you can visit spookedinseattle.com. Also, don't forget about us. Follow us on Instagram at a ghost stories and say hi. We are also on Facebook as a ghost stories podcast. Please give us a like and see what we have going on. If you have any paranormal stories of your own that you're like, oh my God, I can't hold this in anymore. I need to share with the world. Please type them out. Send them to us. We can probably read them on a future episode. Email us at a ghost stories podcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe and or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are easily accessible on Spotify as well as on Transistor at a ghost stories podcast.transistor.fm. Thank you for listening and uh, stay, stay spooky, spooky, Seattle. Seattle.